Join us in celebrating the power and potential of women with minds in action to MFM's exclusive interview series for New South Wales Women's Week, showcasing Muslim women who are challenging stereotypes and overcoming barriers in healthcare and STEM fields. Get ready to be inspired by their incredible stories as we explore the experiences, challenges and triumphs of these remarkable women who are making waves in their respective fields. Minds in Action, empowering women, one story at a time. On today's episode of Minds in Action for New South Wales Women's Week, we have with us Iman Baltaji, who is an experienced educator with a passion for teaching mathematics. Iman has an undergraduate degree in HSIE by studying Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Education at Sydney University and later pursued her education further by completing a Master's in Education with specialisation in mathematics, curriculum and pedagogy while raising her kids at home. Iman has extensive experience in teaching math and has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to designing effective curriculum and pedagogical strategies. We are excited to have her with us today to share her insights on teaching mathematics and her experience in the field of education. Welcome, Iman. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. So, Iman, can you tell us about your experiences as a woman in STEM? How did you first become interested in math? And what motivated you to pursue a career in this field? Yes, of course. So after completing my undergraduate degree, which included mathematics and STEM subjects, I found that I had more passion for STEM than what I did for HSIE. And this became a bit more apparent when I took time to have my children. At that point, I decided to do something for myself and take on my master's in education. And I specialised in mathematics curriculum and teaching pedagogy. With the field of STEM, I realised very early on, especially growing up in the public sector and within public schools, that the bulk of my memories of the mathematics and science departments were predominantly male teachers. And this also inspired me to make a change, especially for the Muslim community. You started your teaching career taking mostly HSIE classes with some math classes, but then you switched to a full-time math teaching. Can you talk about this decision and how it impacted your career? Yes, so after teaching a number of classes in mathematics and discovering my passion for it, I decided to make the shift to a full-time mathematics teacher. I'm one who absolutely loves my job. I love being in the classroom and I'm one who believes and I'm a strong believer in where when there is passion about something and you love what you do, you end up excelling in that field. Um, and for me, it was mirrored in my classroom, it's mirrored with my students and it's mirrored through my learning and it definitely came out through mathematics. I also realised that I can benefit them the community more as mathematics is one of those core subjects that is undoubtedly connected and needed in many other subjects. Like it's even, if you want to think about it in terms of religion, it's also present in religion. So for me, the transition was one that I didn't question nor do I regret. Wow, mashallah, that's amazing. So as a woman in STEM, have you ever faced any challenges or obstacles in your career and how have you overcome them? I can understand that some women going into the field may face challenges. 
it can be very intimidating for them as well, especially because it is a predominant male field. However, for me, it didn't stop me or limit me from pursuing my passion in teaching. I'm a person with passion and perseverance, so I believe that the one who wants to achieve their goals sees overcoming challenges as one one step closer to achieving their success. I was provided with an abundant amount of support to ensure that these struggles that do exist in the field are well managed and they do not hinder my personal or my professional success. MashaAllah, that's amazing to hear. So you were mentioning for some women it can be daunting, it can be intimidating uh, to enter the field of STEM. And uh, for that reason, women are often underrepresented in STEM fields. But why else do you think that this is the case, that women are underrepresented? And what can we do to encourage more women to pursue careers in math and science? The underrepresentation of women in the STEM fields is a complex issue. There are definitely multiple factors contributing to it. I think with some of the reasons, the first one that comes into mind would be stereotyping. There's a strong belief among some of the women that they are not as capable in the mathematics and science fields, and this can often discourage, especially the youth and the young girls, this can often discourage them from pursuing STEM subjects and pursuing careers within their STEM fields. Another reason I also believe is um, the lack of role models. So we do need to work where we encourage women more to take on the roles of scientists and engineers and mathematicians, even them being represented in media and in real life. It can cause a change for some of the girls, especially with me being in the high school teaching. It can shift some of the attitude in those teenage years. Um, I think another few reasons as to why women are underrepresented in the STEM fields is biasness and discrimination that for some women can lead to hindered career growth. It can cause a limit to it. Most importantly, I believe is the work-life balance. And I think this also causes issues in multiple fields, not just limited to STEM. Mm -hmm. So however, in the STEM fields, it often demands long hours and it's intense workloads. And those with families can see this as a reason maybe not to enter or to have an underrepresentation in the STEM field. To encourage more women to pursue STEM careers, I believe it's important to provide that early exposure so we can expose young girls and we do this through the teaching as well in mathematics and with STEM subjects in a high school and I'm sure this is across other schools as well, to encourage them to take on hands-on act experiences and activities, something as simple as mentorship programs, outreach programs where schools are working with communities and we like even something as simple as what you guys are doing and the awareness that you, the radio station is bringing, that's providing early exposure for the girls and it creates that hope that they don't have to be underrepresented in STEM fields. Um, and in saying that, addressing stereotypes, so promoting the positive female role models and most importantly, supporting professional development. So it's very important that women in STEM can benefit from mentorship and sponsorship programs, even networking, communicating with other women and building from there. And I, I think that's something that we can do to encourage them to pursue careers in mathematics and science. So in your experience, what strategies or approaches have you found to be effective in engaging the young women in your class in math and other STEM fields? So some of the strategies and approaches that I have found to be effective in engaging young women in mathematics and other STEM fields mostly revolves around encouraging that curiosity. So encouraging the young women, we aim to encourage everyone in the classroom, but we do emphasise on the young women as well to ask questions and explore their interest in math and science. This this helps them develop the sense of curiosity and helps them develop that interest in STEM fields. 
for me, I do it through my teaching and getting students to work mathematically in my class and work mathematically with the curriculum, especially with the new rollout of the curriculum. So it is fostered within a classroom environment. Another strategy I do find very effective is uh, using relatable examples. So getting using stories, using examples that the young generation, especially the youth girls, can feel that they are finding math and science more interesting. So I'm a strong believer in building those connections. And I often tell my students that math is everywhere and show them how. So bringing that real world experience into that classroom. Mm. I think also um, creating that supportive environment is a very important strategy with helping encourage girls and engaging young women in the mathematics and other STEM fields and this is not restricted to the classroom it can be anywhere and it's a matter of encouraging them to feel comfortable and uh, in asking their questions and in sharing their ideas um, this can be fostered like through participation in class discussions attending events um going onto a radio and expressing your experiences in the STEM field and providing positive feedback on their contributions So now I'm going to bring it back to you on a personal level. How do you challenge stereotypes about women in STEM? As a high school classroom teacher, there are several ways I do to challenge the stereotypes. The first one is that me being a female in the STEM field, I'm providing that role model and that presence in the classroom for the students to see, for the young generation, for the young girls, for the future women. So highlighting that successful women in STEM fields can help break that stereotype that we were discussing earlier and break that intimidation that may exist from the male-dominant fields that are out there, it, it helps. And it helps provide students and it helps provide women with the hope that they are not limited and that they can do what others are doing. Mm-hmm. Another way I believe that can challenge stereotypes is promoting STEM education. So encouraging young women to pursue STEM education and providing resources to support their learning, which can help build a foundation for future success. And for a classroom environment, being a mathematics teacher, it could be something as simple as after-school programs. It could be certain um, act events that take place at school. All that stuff helps build that STEM education. We have a STEM club and we have a robotics club and all those type of activities allow students to network where the participants of these groups and the clubs are predominantly female. And in saying that, they are networking with other groups. They're going on the excursions. They are networking in events that are taking place across Sydney and elsewhere. So that building, that promoting that STEM education helps challenge the stereotypes because they're witnessing what's out there as well. They're not just going based off those stereotypes. I think the last thing I would also say is it will be really good where we engage parents and we engage families because, as we know, parents and families play a crucial role in shaping the attitudes, especially about the careers of young women. So when parents and families are working together with schools, communities, with events, they're building the resources, they're able to educate themselves and their children about what can actually be out there for them. Um, And that way their girls and women get encouraged to work into those STEM fields rather than seeing them as a no-go zone. And I find that these clubs and these experiences that these young women have, they kind of take them out of all that noise, out of all that negative thinking and and the stereotyping that you can't go into these fields and excel, it makes it more personal. It makes it more about their discovery of what they're passionate about when it comes to STEM. Absolutely. You've studied both education and curriculum. How do you integrate these areas of expertise into your teaching of math? 
So education and curriculum, they work hand in hand along with the pedagogy. So in a classroom, we are not only teaching what is just written in the curriculum, we are teaching the skills, the strategies, we're teaching a lot more than that. So when it comes to teaching mathematics, I'm not just teaching this is how it's done. I'm teaching work with the maths. So if this is a concept, how are we going to use this concept? How does it connect to the real world? Where are we going to see it in the real world? So this is aiming to eliminate the whole idea that, you know, are we going to use this again? We're never going to use this again. Yeah, that's and that's true. where my my knowledge in education and curriculum and pedagogy comes into play, especially with mathematics. We try to aim that, yes, we do teach you certain concepts, but they are very much applicable to your real life. And I'm sure a lot of us have heard that before, you know, in our classrooms we hear, when are we ever going to use this in real life? Absolutely. And it's a common issue that most subjects will hear, but more importantly in math because they can't see those connections. Mm. So once we build those connections, the students then are indirectly working and building and aiming for those STEM fields because they see the relevance of it. You take it from being theoretical to being actually present in the physical world with real life examples. Absolutely. It's all about the practicality of it and it's all about the working maths of it. It's something as simple as purchasing stuff from the shops, sales, all that, bringing that into the classroom. So you did mention early on that going into the STEM field does require dedication and putting in very long hours. And you pursued your master's in education while raising children at home. So how were you able to balance your academic and personal responsibilities during this time? Look, this one's a slightly tough one, and I think it would differ between most women out there. For me, it came back down to my support network. I established and I made sure that I had a really good support network. My husband was there for me. He encouraged me. He always also encouraged knowledge, and that was something I was raised on from both my parents. They were really fostered knowledge. So it wasn't something that I questioned. It was something that I felt is more for me. So balancing at home was a challenge. I did have a newborn with me and I did have a child at school. It was a matter of establishing routine and using my support network with that routine that I have. And every woman out there, if they're looking at pursuing careers in STEM or further education, it's a matter of realising, you know what, I do have someone I can lean on if things do get tough. I do have goals for myself. So this all came back down to my personal goals, which is I wanted to pursue my knowledge further. And balancing it between my household and my children and my husband and what I wanted for myself all revolved around how good is my support network how well is my routine at home and what I wanted to do for myself. That's amazing. So really you took what a lot of people would have described as a weakness, which is, you know, getting busy with your family life and your social life and things like that. You actually took that and made it as a strength for yourself. You made it a support network and you felt like um, you were actually encouraged to pursue this career path. Absolutely. So one of my biggest supporters is my husband and he's one who does believe that, you know, knowledge is power. And I do pass this on myself to my children as well, especially my daughter. That type of thought, if we foster that within the STEM fields, you will then see that the underrepresentation that we spoke about earlier will start to shift. So in your opinion, what are some of the key skills or qualities that are necessary for success in a career in STEM? And how can young women develop these skills and qualities? So some of the key skills and qualities that are unnecessary, especially in the field of STEM, it could be something like problem-solving skills. So STEM does require individuals to problem-solve, identify problems. It doesn't have to be very data-based, but analysing data. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't need to be, I need to read numbers. It could be just the problem-solving, the thinking, the conversations behind them and developing effective solutions. Mm. And this, if it's done on a daily basis, you'll realise that it is something that, 
again, it's back to the whole idea that it's built within. That's what leads to growth in the STEM field. I also believe creativity and innovation is another core skill or quality required for STEM. Now, I myself, in terms of creativity, I is not very creative in terms of arts. However, in a classroom, that's where my creativity comes out. So in a mathematics classroom, I always tell my students, it's like my theatre. And so encouraging that with students, encouraging that with young women, encouraging that with any type of women. So getting them to be able to think outside the box and come up with all these solutions, it's important for the STEM field. I also believe uh, what's also important is communication skills. So being able to communicate their thoughts. It doesn't have to be verbally. It could be written. could be through programming. It could be mathematically. There's so many ways of communicating their ideas. I think for the main part, though, one of the main skills also I would like to make reference to is perseverance and resilience, especially because of the type of, especially because of the nature of the field. STEM fields can be challenging and does require individuals to persevere, especially through STEM Setbacks. There's a lot of times being in STEM, whether it's science or technology or engineering or mathematics, that we do come across failures. But as I always tell my students, all mistakes allow thinking to happen. And so that's what we try to encourage. And I, I think once women identify that it's okay to make mistakes, if there are learning experiences, they're able to enhance their career in STEM further. So that resilience, now was that something innate within you or do you find that that was something that developed as you went further in your STEM career? Look, resilience is definitely, part of it is innate. So part of it is within us. But the extent of it does depend on how reflective you are, I guess. So in the field of teaching, we always encourage our teachers to be very reflective, where we're re-evaluating ourselves, not being negative with ourselves, rather than saying, what could have I done different? How, maybe a different way of doing things, maybe a different approach towards stuff. So in the STEM field, especially when dealing with very mechanical aspects or concepts, we do need to have that expectation that it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay for the for the experiment not to be successful the first time around, but I'll get there. And that's what we build on resilience. It's not a matter of giving up as soon as something doesn't go right. That's amazing. That's a lovely mindset to have. So what advice would you give young women who are interested in pursuing a career in STEM but may feel discouraged or uncertain about their abilities or prospects? As I said, similar to resilience, I actually encourage women to embrace challenges. So challenges can be opportunities for growth. So instead of shying away or moving away from them or realising something's too difficult and giving up, take them on embrace them and using them as an opportunity to learn and grow. So that's one of the main things that I try to teach my students, even in mathematics, that especially like something as simple as equations, you know what, you've done a mistake, that's okay. Let's figure out why. And, and that type of thinking, it helps women continue or pursue a career in STEM. I also believe it comes back down to believing in yourself. So it is very natural to feel uncertain or discouraged or uncomfortable, but it's important to have that faith in yourself, to have that thought process, to go, you know what, I can do this. I encourage women to always remember that everyone starts somewhere and making those mistakes is part of the learning process. Like I said, I often tell my students, again, mistakes allow thinking to happen, which I use as an acronym for mathematics. No, that's very clever. I never realised mistakes allow thinking to happen. And that's an acronym. <laughs> that's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> I also believe uh, staying curious. So curiosity is a success in STEM. 
it's the key to success in STEM. So staying in tune with the latest research, developments in the field, the whole idea of learning not stopping. So even for me in mathematics, it's exploring the curriculum. So even with the new curriculum and the implementation of the new HSC in about two years' time, it's a matter of just coming up with new strategies, reevaluating, being curious, finding out what's out there. So not just going, I know this and that's it. And the last two things I'll say is advocating for yourself. I think that's very important advice that I would like to give women that be your own advocate, speak up for yourself. And I think opportunities like this, like going on the radio, going, attending events, there's a lot of stuff available for women to come out and advocate for themselves. Don't be afraid to ask what you want. Whether it's a new opportunity or you want to express your idea, you want to make a new project, it's about advocating for what you believe in with the support of those around you. And I think the last thing I want to make note of is just having that growth mindset. And I think this ties it all in together. Adopting a growth mindset, which means seeing challenges as opportunities to learn and grow rather than obstacles to overcome, to become resilient. And you see, especially when it comes to setbacks, having that growth mindset, you know what, I can do this and I can see forward. And that's what I would recommend as advice to women. And finally, looking into the future, what are some of your goals or aspirations for your career in STEM education and how do you hope to make a positive impact in this field? Ultimately, the overreaching goal for me in STEM education is to make a positive impact on my students, on women, on the future generation by improving the quality of my instruction in the classroom. And that's why I feel that I'm a constant learner, promoting literacy in STEM, promoting engagement in STEM. By achieving these goals, I hope to shape or help shape a more informed, innovative and equitable generation, especially with the females that I'm with in the classroom and the generation that's coming up. One potential goal or aspiration I also have is to improve the quality of STEM education at all levels from 7 to 12. Um, This might be something as simple or not really simple, but for me would be developing new teaching methods or even including technology in my mathematics classrooms, stuff that help enhance student learning and conducting research, getting students to as well, not just graphing their math book, but getting online using technology and graphing on a computer. I think for me, that's one of my goals with future STEM education. That's actually a really good point about technology, because as we're seeing technology advance and all of these apps and programs and softwares come out, they are using more of those STEM skills within them. So it's a good way of engaging students and showing them the different applications of the things that they learn in STEM subjects. Absolutely. So you did mention a very important point there as well. I do thank you as well for the opportunity for me to come on here to share my experience in the STEM fields. I hope I do provide an insight to women out there so that they do see hope in it. And barakalaw fiki, and thank you very much. Amin wafiki, and thank you so much. Join us in celebrating the power and potential of women with minds in action to MFM's exclusive interview series for New South Wales Women's Week, showcasing Muslim women who are challenging stereotypes and overcoming barriers in healthcare and STEM fields. Get ready to be inspired by their incredible stories as we explore the experiences, challenges and triumphs of these remarkable women who are making waves in their respective fields. Minds in Action, empowering women, one story at a time.